Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is two very special guests, a duo, Daryl and John with Knowledge Boxing Center out of Lexington Park, Maryland. What is going on, folks? How are you guys doing today, gentlemen? Happy Monday. Doing good. Same to you, man. Everything's good. There we go. There we go. Look, we appreciate you guys being here. We're excited to have both of you on. And before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on with Knowledge Boxing Center, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people? Uh, knowledge, the Knowledge Boxing Center, we call it a place of knowledge for young and old. It's a place where, um, you know, everyone is welcome. Uh, you can come in here and, and, you know, you get a good workout. If your goal is to, you know, lose some weight, we can help you lose some weight. You want to gain more confidence, we can help you gain more confidence. If you want to learn how to fight, we can help you learn how to fight. If you want to have actual competitions, we can do that as well. I like that. I like that. A lot of versatility. And it, it's broad. You can bring anybody in there. Right? I love that. So, you know, we'll dive right into the business here. We'll start with the bare bones basics. Um, how many members are you guys currently serving? Uh, it varies throughout the year. You know, summertime, we thin out. We might thin out a little bit during the summertime. Uh, but, you know, we, we get a good variation throughout the years, but somewhere about around 50 or so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so for you guys, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door, right? What type of marketing sources works well for you guys? Pretty much word of mouth. Um, we don't do a lot of advertisement. Uh, we do IG, you know, Facebook, things of that nature. But um, uh, most of the folks, um, they, they find out through word of mouth or, you know, somebody, you know, talk, talk to them about it. And they yeah. just come to the gym, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I, here's what I will say, John. I think to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, I think realistically referrals are a thanks to your fulfillment. You guys are good at what you do. So people are going to tell other people about it. Right. Not sure if you guys know this, but people refer to raise their status. That's literally why they do it. Right. It's like, Hey, this guy's doing well for me. If I tell Jacob about this and they go to Daryl and John and they have a good experience as well, he's going to think I'm a lot cooler of a guy or better of a person for that. Right. So you guys are good at what you do and you're going to bring other people. And that's awesome. Now I know you guys, you don't do too much advertising, but is there any unorthodox methods, maybe like flyers, you know, uh, events that you guys may have do, or even more common sources of marketing like digital marketing. I know you guys do IG and, and Facebook, but do you guys boost anything to do some uh, to get some leads through there, or do you guys focus more 100 on that word of mouth? Yeah, no, no, we, we got a good we got a good mix. Um, we do shows. Um, we put on live amateur boxing events down here in Southern Maryland. We got one coming up August the 13th. Uh, we have at the Willows Recreation Center. So you know, any any time we you know we throw a show, we kind of you know, beat the feet out there in the community. And, you know, we got our postcard flyers that, you know, it's a little bit old school, but we got our postcard flyers that we still get out. We'll put banners out, um, things of that nature. And our event are, you know, they're, they're pretty well attended. And, you know, we always put on some uh, great amateur fights. Uh, and that, that also spreads, you know, spreads the business out there through uh, word of mouth. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think word of mouth will always be around, right? I think it's, it's been a source since businesses have existed and I think it will continue to do so no matter how big technology gets. Right. Um, but I think again, to, to piggyback on what you said as well here, Daryl, you know, adding that versatility of having different sources, whether it's through the events or doing digital marketing, there's definitely a big aspect as well. So 
thank you for sharing that. Now, you know, for you guys, let's say leads, traffic, clients, whatever you want to say here, say it was unlimited, right? It was through the roof. You can get as many as you want. You know, um, hypothetically speaking, of course, I mean, how many can you handle? You're at like 50, 60 currently. How much higher can you guys go total? Uh, you know, we can handle whoever walks through the door. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll make a way and we'll make sure to get to get everybody um taken care of. We got a history here at the Knowledge Boxing Center of uh, taking care of, of all of our customers. Um, we have a good relationship with um with the community down here in Southern Maryland, and you know, whoever walks through the door, we make sure that they're taken care of. Yeah, no, and I think that's the biggest thing. I think when you have that mentality and conviction and belief that like, hey, like there is no roof. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, I mean, obviously maybe sometimes between, you know, square footage, there could be a roof, but I think if you make it work, whether you're doing semi-privates and having smaller groups, so you're putting more people at one time um, to kind of optimize that. I think that works very well as well. Um, so great point there, Daryl. And so, you know, if, you know, we'll take a step back here, right? If being at that many clients, how do you guys manage tracking that? I mean, realistically, you know, it, it's, I'm not so sure if it's the both of you, you have anybody else uh, helping you in the back end, but to manage that many clients and find out where they are and their fitness journey, what's the lifetime value, churn rate, things like that. How do you guys handle tracking those metrics? Yeah, uh, you know, we, we got a, we got a, a gym manager to help us, you know, keep track of everybody who walks through the door, um, you know, when they've been, you know, when they attend, when they don't attend, and as tenants kind of fluctuates throughout the year. So we definitely keep an eye on. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that's the biggest thing, right? Because I say as fitness professionals, right, we track our body fat, we track our macros, you track the numbers on the bar or, you know, how much you weigh, all these things. But it's like you never go ahead and track those metrics. But the fact that you have someone to do that and have that in place, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Because to have your gym be sustainable and to know where you are on a monthly basis, weekly basis, those numbers just give you that 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 confidence, right? It's a numbers game, right? Not, not a guessing game. So that's great that you guys utilize that as well. And so here's going to be a little bit of a longer-winded question, but a good question in itself. Um, you know, um, throughout this whole entire podcast, as, as far as we've gone now, we've been discussing the pillars of business, right? And there's three that we use pretty predominantly in the fitness and gym industry. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Um, so of those three folks, where do you feel like you guys could improve the most? Uh, to me, I, we kind of look at it a little bit differently here um, at Knowledge Boxing. Um, like I said, we're, we're like a straight old school community-based organization and anybody who walks through the door, no matter, it doesn't matter if they're, you know, from eight, we take them below six years old up to 80 years old, you know, the color eight to 80, them people are crazy. We take them, we, we, we take them all. So the community um, has always been and always will be um, our focus that's worked best for uh, our model. Um, we have, you know, the respect of, the respect of our peers and uh, the respect of, you know, all, all of our citizens down here in um, Southern Maryland. So that, that, that's what keeps us going. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think that's going to be the biggest thing, right? Having that community power. Um, it almost feels like you'll never be able to go down, right? Cause they're backing you through the whole entire process. And so, so last two questions for you guys. Um, my two favorite questions though, you know, wh what's the bigger picture? What's the overarching goal? What are you guys trying to accomplish long-term? Uh, 
long term. I mean, we got in this, this business to uh, build a world champion and um, also help those in the community. So um, that's pretty much the primary goal. Um, you know, I call this gym, we call it the uh, knowledge boxing, but also knowledge gym. And so hospitals are, are, are necessary. And so what we do for the community, for um, all walks of life that wants, want to learn how to box in terms of meet their goal, whether it be mental, physically, or emotionally, um, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're here to do. Also, at the same time, simultaneously, we have these um, young men that come in and learn how to box and have a desire to fight professionally. We take those guys and we're at a point right now next year that we have a crop of those guys that are going to turn professional to get us to our ultimate goal to build a world champion um, in this area and become a pillar of the community for uh, years beyond Daryl and I. Yeah. No, that, that's major. I wanted to just piggyback on what you said. I mean, the fact that you guys are emphasizing the community and the clients so much ahead of, of just, you haven't mentioned one, one at one point profit, right? You're not in it for the wrong reasons. You're in it for the right reason, you know? Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. When you lose sight of that, I think you lose sight of the business. But I always say, if, if you're focusing on the clientele, getting put through the door and helping them genuinely, then at that point, realistically, there's only due time before you have that that business you really want to be at, whether it's a million dollar business, whatever you want to say. Um, it's just a matter of, of sticking it out, you know, and never giving up on the community, right? Because they're not giving up on you. I love that. I love that. that was a great way to word that, John. I love that, guys. And it's still, I'm saying, it's and just to piggyback on that, like we didn't we didn't necessarily, you know, get into get into boxing, you know, for profit. We didn't get in here to chase a profit. We get in here. We we initiated in this industry in order to provide young men and women. Um, who otherwise would not have an opportunity to uh, have a responsible outlet for their negative energy and to provide them that that responsible outlet for negative energy. And, you know, when, when you do something you love, as long as you're you're focused, you're, you're focused and you're giving 100 percent on a task at hand, you know, any profit or anything like that, you know, that that will follow. So yeah. we've never got gotten into this, uh, you know, focused on the bottom line or worried about profit. Our main concern has always been. The, people, the citizens, especially the at-risk youth, um, and then some folks who aren't necessarily at-risk at risk youth, they don't fall in that at-risk youth category, but they have other issues going on, whether, you know, they have other mental health issues, and people people just need an outlet for their frustrations, especially with COVID and all of that yeah. stuff going on, and we provide them that outlet. That's always been our focus, and the profit, when we, when we produce a world champion out of Southern Maryland, then the profit will come. I love that. I love that. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Way to put it, the, the, the cherry on top of it. And so, so one last question, which uh, that was a mic drop of an answer. So if you guys can top that one, I don't know, <laughs> but it's my favorite question. Um, and so uh, I'm going to word it a little differently than I usually do, but to bear with me here, but I think uh, it'll, it'll probably hit a little harder. Um, so it, John and Daryl, if you guys could go back in time to when you guys first started the gym, right? 2013. And sit yourselves down with the knowledge you have now and talk to each other and be like, hey, you know, you should be doing this. What's that one piece of advice you think you would give yourself if you could talk to yourself back then? Kind of elaborate more on that question. Sure. I'll word it how I usually do if it's okay. I'll word it a little differently. So if you were talking to a new gym owner, right, with 
yeah, with no experience, what would that one piece of advice be for that gym owner that you would tell? Oh, for the new gym owner. Okay. Well, uh, first I would, uh, the advice I would give him that if you have uh, if no passion, no point, if you don't have a passion for what you're doing, what's the point? Because at that, at, at that point, it's going to be, you know, about metrics, money, things of that nature. And eventually, um, you're going to phase out. You have to have a passion, particularly in the sport of boxing. You have to love the sport. Um, and then a, a coach and a trainer, uh, being in the gym seven days a week, uh, you know, being a psychologist, uh, being a mother, father, uh, being a confidant to these fighters and to the, uh, your, 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 uh, your gym members, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heavy load a lot of times to take on. So you have to be a strong individual. Um, and uh, if you're looking to come and make a, a, a bunch of money, then you're going to be in the wrong business. So make sure that, you know, you cover those bases. You have your passes out in place. You know, you, you put in the time that's necessary and understanding that you're going to have to be a people person and love what you're doing. That would be, you know, what I would tell a new gym owner as well and you know have another stream of income to take care of your family yeah, yeah, Darryl, go ahead. i don't know if you want to i love that yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, awesome yeah. Man. i don't know if you want to mention anything else <laughs> no, yes sir just, just to piggyback off that if if i could go back to us you know 10 years ago when we were starting out um i would i would have us do more things to be prepared for kind of the everyday joe that's going to walk into the gym with you know depression, anxiety, you know, anxiousness that, you know, we've all had to help, you know, deal with and manage uh, over the years. We kind of learned it as we went along, but a little bit more research up front, you know, would have helped us been uh, better prepared because when we first started, we just, we were just focused on, you know, the, the you know, the 15 to 20 something year olds who we thought were going to go out and, you know, to, to compete. And we have a bunch of very, uh, very successful amateurs, uh, Tremaine Fuller, uh, Devontae Alexander, uh, Ernest Dawson, uh, Phyllis Amarez. These are all folks who, who we built, you know, from scratch to, to yeah, yeah, Marlon Smith. These are all folks who we built from scratch um, to help them become, you know, Golden Glove champions. And so, you know, as wow. we continue to, so we've always kind of had that part down pat, but it was, it was just the everyday, you know, Harry, Joe, Dick and Sally who has, you know, alcoholism, you know, uh, depression, this heavy drinker that who, who we've had to help kind of all along the way that we weren't necessarily prepared for that demographic of a person when he walked in the door. So if I had to go talk to us back 10 years ago, I would have had us do more preparation for that group. Right. And this for it. any other fight, um, any coaches out there, whether it's boxing or whatever gym, if you're training anybody, people um, are coming to the gym as they would go to a hospital to get well, yes. to talk, to get some energies off. Um, so for us, uh, we've kind of learned that on the way of, um, you know, this last 10 plus years, uh, having um, the soft side, because, you know, we're, we're two guys that love fighting, and we have a young lady um, that helps us on some of the softer sides of um, the gym. Like, you know, you may have a young lady coming here, she may, may been abused or whatever and have a, a, a heavy moment, um, and, you know, she's been one of the kind of folks to help us deal with some of the things that we wouldn't equip with at that point in time. So yeah, um, for me, that's awesome. We've learned a lot and we, we go to a lot of different gyms and things of that nature. 
And I think that um, what we have here uh, for the community, for all walks of life, it, it helps the sport out tremendously because you not only got gifts, you, you don't only have fighters, but you have uh, uh, people that are fans as well, but they have trained in the gym and they have uh, stories to tell. I had depression. I was on Prozac. I was on this. I was on that. Suicidal. Suicidal. And I came to the gym. I trained as I was uh, going to fight in a fight. I lost weight. I started to eat better. Gained confidence. I gained confidence and things of that nature. Those are those same people that probably would have never sat down and watched a, uh, a contender fight are now sitting down with their families because they're in the sport and they're, they're watching, you know, doing family time. And the sport has really helped them. So that would be the biggest overall of the rap, you know, rap, what I just said up in what Daryl said, and a, and, a, and a gift to somebody just wanting to start uh, or just running the gym, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a mic drop of an answer. Man. If I could take this thing off here and throw it on the ground, but I would do that right now, man. That was awesome. <laughs> Way to close it out, gentlemen. Look, uh, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you guys and the gym? Look, our website is knowledgeboxingcenter.com. Um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at knowledgeboxing. Uh, we're very active on our social media. Um, you know, we're here. We love interacting with folks. Like I said, we're we're about we're a gym that's about people. So hit us up, man. We'll we'll be here. I love you guys. I love it. If you don't mind, guys, sticking around for two seconds just so I can let you know how you get to the podcast. If you have to do that for me, I'd appreciate it. Um, I'll just close it out here really quick. So, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are John and Jana from the Fitness Junction out of Guelph, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Yeah, good. Thanks awesome. for having us. Awesome, Brooke. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm really excited to have you both here today and to learn a bit about what you guys do at the Fitness Junction. But before we do that, why did you guys decide to open up this gym? That's a great question. Um, well, I've been in the industry for about I don't know eight years before I met Jenna. Um, she convinced me to come to Canada, met me in London, convinced me, I, and then I convinced her to become a personal trainer. Long story short, we were renting a spot like probably a lot of your listeners do, do or have done in the past, and we just couldn't evolve our brand. It was it didn't fit with our core values. We weren't able to expand. We weren't able to bring in uh, staff um, because we had um, a more more of a demand than we actually could supply, which is awesome in business, right? If you have more of a demand, but 
they wanted more of a percentage, the people that we were working with. Mm-hmm. Um, so we needed to find something. We needed to find something uh, that could be ours, right? Yeah, an actual space. And we did find a space and uh, built a team, had people working for us. And then obviously at a certain point, you outgrow the space. And that happened a little quicker than we anticipated. So now oh. we're in our forever forever studio home which is uh, an old century home uh, in Guelph here and we love it it's a walk to work and it's a it's an awesome space we're really proud plus also like we're very passionate about helping people right so we wanted to do that in our own space so that's really why we did what Mm -hmm. we did Wow. So I'm so happy to hear that you guys have moved into a space that you feel like you can continue to grow into. Um, That's a great feeling. Um, And so for our listeners here, give us kind of your elevator pitch of the fitness junction. Tell us who you are, what kind of product services that you have available for your client, and just kind of paint that picture for the rest of this conversation. We're a private personal training studio. Uh, We focus on holistic uh, personal training and lifestyle strategies and that just means that you know everyone's unique your everyone's body's unique their lifestyles are unique so there's no cookie cutter system or program that we implement um, we're big on rehab we're big on healthy whole food nutrition tasty recipes uh, we're big on functional movements so kettlebells trx free weights um yeah so like we're very very different to your you know i want to say bog standard but usual personal training studio uh so very sort of uh what would you say bespoke i suppose is the word yeah and like we provide you know like we provide these services in a century home where it's a private setting um where like anybody can come to train right we're very inclusive we have a really really like unique core community um, and anybody that we have that works alongside us that wears a uniform is a special type of trainer somebody who's very very client focused and really cool. really cares about their clients it's not just about the exercise component wow okay so i love the idea of you know one-on-one training or small group semi-private partner whatever it is because that small group setting, like certain people need that to be able to succeed. So you're able to provide that for a community of people that otherwise can't really succeed in this industry. I know there's many people who can't walk into a large group setting because that's intimidating for them. There's a whole other group of people that can't walk into a normal kind of big box gym and be successful because they don't know what to do. And so that's where, you know, this community is really great. Um, when you look at your current community of clients, how many people are you servicing within the facility? That's a very good question. I mean, obviously post COVID things are a little bit different, but we're ramping up again. Um, what would you say, Jenna? Probably under a hundred clients. Um, and that would be our physio wellness program, our personal training and our small group personal training, which we've just, um, we're launching on July 1st. So we did have a class uh, membership program as well, but with COVID sort of forced us to adapt and change constantly, <laughs> understatement of the century. Um, so True. the class community is sort of changing, morphing into more of a small group personal training community now, mm-hmm. but I'd say, yeah, close to a hundred members. Okay, great. And so with, you know, you said you've kind of been able to ramp up post COVID, you know, it's been a crazy couple of years. We're all really struggling right now. That's not something okay. that is unknown here. Um, But 100 clients for you, is that a place where you guys are feeling good and you're feeling comfortable or are you looking to hit the gas 
welcome yeah. new faces, help more people? It's a good question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good base for us. Like I'm, we're doing consultations daily. Um, this new group uh, personal training service is definitely a, a, like a there's a there's a gap in the market for it. People need more for a little less right now, and we're sort of offering that. Um, so we are seeing more and more people sign up which is awesome i think we we, we could we could probably deal with 150 to 200 um mm -hmm. we've, we're looking to bring in spot. yeah it'll be a good spot we're looking to bring in another good team member and train them up over the next six months so we'd have um you know myself and jana jana's just um, just in, really on maternity leave still she's doing some back-end work and she's coming into the studio when she can she's really helping out but we've got uh, four other um associates that work alongside us so I think we could definitely add like another one, one more yeah. would be good. Yeah. And also, I think maximizing, like, obviously, all of the time during COVID, you kind of feel like you're coasting. And it's like, as an entrepreneur, you're like, oh, yeah. like, coasting doesn't feel great. You always want to do a bit more, help more people. So we're right. finally feeling like we can uh, apply that and and ramp up again. Yeah, it was it was difficult for everyone, COVID, right? And, uh, and we adapted quite well um, to the online um situation however it didn't work for everybody um we did lose a, a core of our community like a lot of your listeners and we had to keep adapting it and it's it's been very tiring and it's just nice to see some blue sky like, yeah you know, it feels you know? like a, a good place now everyone's kind of ready yeah and it, that's you know that's what's happened for a lot of us is like we kind of went through a spell there where we weren't getting any new clients in, and it's very very frustrating because we want nothing more than to help a bunch of people get healthy and also our business to be sustainable and so you know it sounds like right now you're happy but you still want to help more people mm -hmm. um and so i want to ask you guys what does that growth process look like? What are you actively doing to get new faces in the door of the studio? That's a great question. Like we, we've been very fortunate that most of our businesses come through word of mouth. Like we said before, like we opened our second studio because we had a higher demand for our services than we could supply, which is where you want to be before you, before you scale up. Right. So, um, yeah, could you ask that question again? I totally lost that for a second. No, it's <laughs> you okay. Can answer for me. I lost, I lost my train of thought there. Go on, you want to answer it? The question. Did you? Here, <laughs> no, I'm just, just going to kind of. Can you, can you repeat the question? Sorry about that. Yeah, so I kind of want to preface again here. You know, you said that you know part of the way that you're aiding that growth process, bringing new faces in, is through word of mouth. And in this yes. industry, we love word of mouth, right? Because yeah. it's free. We don't have to do anything except for be nice to our clients and provide a quality service. But while it's great, and it's not a way for us to predict our growth, we can't say, hey, within the next year, we're going to hit 200 clients through word of mouth because we can't <laughs> tell our clients no. to talk about us any faster. So outside of word of mouth, what are you, what else are you guys doing to get the community to find out about who you are so sorry i meant to say we we haven't had to do much marketing we've been very fortunate this month we launched our we're launching our new personal training uh group personal training service so we have done some facebook marketing and it is really paying off plus jana you've done some great stuff with our newsletter yeah we do use um a newsletter obviously keeping track of all our leads as they come in making notes as to 
you know, who's inquiring about what it's all about timing for people. So Mm -hmm. people will reach out to you, but maybe in that moment, they're like, not quite ready to pull the trigger. So we have a great system for checking in with people. Um, And whenever we do have um, something new launching, we make sure to uh, send an update out to our community in the form of a newsletter. So we just did that and had a Mm -hmm. great response. But the, yeah, it's whenever we do our, our KPIs every month, we're like, wow, we really don't spend a lot on marketing. No. So this is like the first active time that we've been like, hey, we're going to just like go for it. Yeah. And um, we're very happy with uh, who we were working with. And he's done a great job. And we're it's just every day it's coming in. So we're excited about that because obviously what we've created, it's the right timing and people are, are needing what we're offering, which is all, that's the point, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Um, and so with the, with that there, the Facebook marketing piece, you've seen a return on investment. Mm -hmm. And I love to talk about this because I think a lot of us are really scared to spend money to make money. Um, it can be really intimidating if we're putting a dollar behind something and we don't know if we're going to be getting a return from that. And so when you started running your digital ads on Facebook, did you start getting like a steady flow of new clients coming in or what what we did? We had somebody who, um, did he initially reach out to us? Yeah. So it was interesting. This guy reached out to us and like, we get, we get solicited a lot for like, you know, SEO, SEO like everyone gets those emails and I pretty much ignore all of them. And then this one guy had like a good hook. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, "Mm, I want to know more. And it was the right timing for us. We're like trying to find a way that we could market just Mm -hmm. before COVID. And um, because we don't really understand Facebook um, as it changes a lot. It's very specific, like especially in our industry, it's so difficult to target using keywords because you get with all of our all of our stuff lot. got blocked like i'm sure you've all been there so you need someone who understands the rule changes and this guy he just said listen i'll work for free i'm going to do one campaign with you um and i was like okay so i work with him uh did a campaign with him and he did a pretty good job but then we went into lockdown so then we couldn't we couldn't then there's no point in spending money um so yeah for then, something we yeah. could no longer yeah. run in studio yeah. so we kind of like we were like okay you know what he like proved himself enough and it was awesome that he offered that service to begin with um because you do you kind of need to find someone you can build confidence and then pull the trigger on the money spend because it is you're like oh i don't know you don't want to waste it but mm-hmm. it's finding the right person and in our industry is very difficult because as soon as you say fitness the charge is so much more like I've, I've noticed like you know like we've got lots of friends who run studios and some of the some of the money that they're spending is like 10 times what we're yeah, spending right for this ad so it really depends on like what you what your budget is you really have to budget i think ours is this this ad campaign is like 1500 max for the whole month like including the the guy who put it together for us so that's including his time too which isn't bad really mm-hmm. considering like you only have to turn three three clients out of that so when you haven't been spending anything anything feels like a lot i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and so when you look at that with with your client uh, or with the guy that you're working with you're spending around fifteen hundred dollars per month what does that make your cost per lead is it a really low cost per lead right now or is it somewhere in the middle yeah, it's, 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 it's ranges. It depends. He's got a couple of ad campaigns out there right now, but I think like anything from like five to 50, right? Like again, like you, you do a sample, you test, obviously you want to keep it closer to the five ideally, because not all of them are great leads, but I'm going to be honest, we've gotten some really hot leads. Like, like what would you all say percentage wise? Of what? Or like, have you had any leads that you feel like are not? 
Well, yeah, some people just like it's too expensive, even with a lower cost. And that's understandable. People like, you know, don't have a lot of money right now. So I'd say like we've, again, we're still converting them, but I'd say like one in five of those leads we're converting, which is which is pretty good, right? One in three, yeah. some, it depends. We're not at the end of the campaign yet, so I can't really tell you. But yeah, like, I mean, we've, yeah, it's, it's doing pretty well. We're, yeah. we're excited, yeah. for sure. That's awesome. Um, I'm really excited for you guys because I think that that's like a vital piece of growth that a lot of gym owners right now are missing out on is really tapping into digital advertising because with that, we're able to reach people in our community who aren't necessarily really searching, you know, gym near me. Um, we spark that interest and, you know, we can really go and change somebody's life. And that's really, really exciting. Um, but kind of want to ask you guys a different question. And that is when you look at the business right now, what would you say is the biggest bottleneck or challenge that you're facing? And what are you working on doing to overcome that? I think it's like the per hour, like maximizing our per hour time in the gym. So, you know, we have uh, worked with somebody who's been our business mentor who's very much about maximizing each hour so how, like how many people he's getting into a group session um, I think that that's kind of where our focus has always been on if we're one-on-one -on -one, we can provide the best service and the best results for our clients in the most holistic way mm -hmm. so it's changing our brains into like okay you know what like we're not going to overextend the maximum of people in this session but like what is our sweet spot for how many people in a session for our bottom line can we still provide that same support and service and results yeah i think we uh we cut our teeth on personal training that's how we created that's how i created my business in the uk that's how we created the business here so that's that's in a nutshell the core of what we do um so it's how do we how do we scale to a point where yeah. we don't lose that quality and you don't you know you're results driven we're hugely results driven if we don't get results for our clients and we've done everything that we can then we are you know we're disappointed it's not about like just getting another one in we can do that but it's about how you know they're going out into our community and they're talking about us right that's how we're building our business mostly word of mouth and reviews um yes some facebook marketing so it's like how do we not water down what we're doing and how do you scale, While we scale yeah it. i guess yeah. that's the that's the biggest challenge for any yeah. business i think yeah and um you know that's a big piece that a lot of times people look at okay well growth to us means welcoming in a bunch more members but that's not necessarily the only way that we can grow and scale our business and you guys have started looking into okay well what can we do to optimize the time that we have and that's another big piece of growth there's only 24 hours in a day and in the gym business we're really only working from like 5 a.m until like 7 or 8 p.m and so it's like with these hours what can we really do to be profitable in our business and help as many people as possible. And you kind of mentioned earlier on that you guys have nutrition, you have accountability, you have support. Is that included with each client, um, no matter what program they're in, or are those add-ons to what they're already doing? So they will be now. We used to run classes through COVID, but we did find that people were looking for more, which is why we've sort of altered our services more recently. Um, so in all our personal training programs in studio, that's what you're gonna receive. It's whether or not you have a one-on-one -on -one, um, package where you're getting that weekly specific guidance um, mm -hmm. with your trainer. 
If you're in a small group setting, it's a private Facebook group that we're running. Um, we're posting nutrition plans, uh, weekly lifestyle goals. So it takes on like a little bit of a different form, but you are receiving sort of like that whole, that full package, that full support, mm -hmm. no yeah. matter what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so, so important. Like it's a big, fitness is obviously a big piece of somebody seeing success, but there's a lot more to it. Like you said, it's a lot more holistic. Um, we have to make sure that we're providing them with all the resources that they need to see results or else people get frustrated and that's when they quit. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you look at your business right now, are there any additional things that you're hoping to add in the future to really optimize the business side of things? So I think for us, like being, we're new parents, right? We've got a one-year-old. So that was never planned. It was, he's a COVID baby. Jenna wasn't, we didn't plan for Jenna to go on mat leave. Um, so I took on a lot more of the managerial roles for a period of time. And now Jenna's taking a little bit more on. Um, so for us, it's like trying to work out like how much we, we're, we're involved in the actual day-to-day -day running of the business. And um, we've got some amazing team members, but bringing in leaders. So I think for us, it may be like, getting a manager, having somebody come in and, um, you know, to take some of that load off us so that we can do the parts of the job that we really enjoy, but also the, the, the parts that we're best at. Jana's very much the integrator. I'm very much the visionary. And we both have integrator stroke visionary qualities as well. We sort of transfer over. Um, we need like one person that is like half and half. Yeah. And that, you know, because managing a team when you have four staff members, that becomes a very large job mm -hmm. so we think back to when it was just me and john and some days we're like oh you remember how easy that was <laughs> but then you also didn't realize and then you have these like you know stars in your eyes like oh bigger is always better you want to build your own brand you, right and then yeah. you get there and you're like oh don't have any time to train like clients mm -hmm. the like awesome clients we miss those aspects so having somebody who can take on some of the roles that we do um, so that also we can have the balance we want to be able to spend time with our son too. Yeah. And that's a new yeah. addition, right? So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that for, as a business owner, something that we should always want is to be able to spend more time working on our business, but not necessarily a bunch of time in our business away from our families and our loved ones. And so, um, I love that kind of goal for you guys is, you know, for you to be able to spend more time with your little guy, your little one. Is it a girl or a boy? A boy. Yeah, little boy. A uh, little boy. <laughs> Cute. Well, um, and so for you guys, if you, if I were to hand you a magic wand right now and you've reached all your goals for the fitness junction, what would that picture look like? Well, I'll start. Jenna will probably finish off. Um, to have all of our group PT uh, sessions fill, um, to have some great results with them, to have another member of our team, uh, to have a manager either part-time or full-time taking some of the burden off us. Um, yeah, and to be open for like longer than like six months. Like seriously, like guys, I know you're feeling the same way. Like I'm just hoping we can get through the winter and we can keep it like, who would have known it like three years ago, if you'd said we were being closed on and off for two years, you would have just like, you would never have believed it, right? That your business would be closed. So just staying open and getting some consistency, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just being able to like consistently progress with mm -hmm. our clients, with our business and to, I think John would also say, because John is from Europe, his family are from Europe to have time, a bit more time for us to be able to visit. Yeah. So to have somebody who can kind of run the show. That's a big one. 
Yeah. Someone for us, if you could magic one. Yeah, so if you can find that someone for like us, unicorn, you know, magical there's, unicorn. There's anyone out there? <laughs> if there's anyone out there that needs, you know, that that that, that has heard what we do and that's local uh, and that really, you know, fancies a challenge over the next six months, too, mm-hmm. yeah, let's know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what do you feel like has to happen now with what you're currently doing to make that a possibility sooner than later? Well, revenue has to increase. Revenue is doing well, but we definitely, in, in order to bring in a manager and pay them what mm-hmm. we believe that they, they're going to be worth, right? Because it's a multifaceted role. Like it's like integrator, stroke, visionary, you know, you need to, a special type stroke. of person, right? <laughs> um, because currently like, we're, we're, like I'm doing a lot of the things and Jenna's jumping in. And so, um, yeah, so I think, yeah, that, that. Yeah, it'll take ramping up. Yeah, so if we're just up, starting sure. uh, this new service, that we feel we're getting a great response to, that we can maximize the sessions that we've put into our schedule for the small group PT, and then slowly add more and more sessions. I think getting into a place where we're maximizing those hours um, from a profit standpoint will allow us that opportunity to be able to bring in someone great. But again, we need a specific amount of months to to build that up. And it's going to take time to find someone as well and train somebody to be ready. So it's definitely like a, a, year, plan. a year plan, I would say, of yeah. ramp, ramping. Yeah. So when you get this studio full, what next? Well, you know what? Like I would be, I was always the one to push the envelope. Don't push further, bigger. So, so I was, it's funny, it's a funny, funny situations. I was always the one to come up with it, like not always the good, good so ideas, but ideas. loads of ideas and like push, push, push. And we were both driven, so driven. We are driven, but now we're a little bit more like, like protective doing, of the time yeah, protective we have. of our time is super mm-hmm. important right because there's you know and we also like we have a team of leaders um and we've given like this role of like managing our group pt to one of our long, longest members of our team and he's quite young and it's, it, this is his first like leading role um so we're sort of championing him to to enable to enable us to take more time and for our team to come up with concepts as opposed to just us so i, I think yeah that's that's where we're at with that mm-hmm. really to be honest like it's it's a process for sure yeah 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 and I think like oh sorry let the baby birds fly you know and let them like just kind of take a step back and be comfortable doing that and not having to do something new all the time yeah definitely yeah I think for us like as business owners we always think that like we know what's best for our business and nobody is going to be able to provide the service that we do but if you're developing your team and giving them the resources that they need to be successful and they can mm-hmm. definitely you know do as good of a job as you um so, and yeah. take it to that next level yeah it's so true i mean like we when we first started working we i think we micromanaged our first uh two team members they're awesome we love them we still were still in contact with them however like i think it was like we were pretty much like the go-to we had no processes nothing was written down like it was all us we were the processes and it was like what did john and jenna do okay mm-hmm. we'll just so now like there's definitely more freedom we train our team regularly uh we built a culture so it is about like allowing otherwise you stifle things right and you're right we don't have all the answers plus hey we're tired dads mum, that parents right now dad and mum, right <laughs> Like we, 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 we might think we have an awesome idea and it might just be whack. So <laughs> yeah. let, let, let these guys come up with concepts and they'll, we'll champion that. But, you know, we're also there to support them and, uh, and train them the way that we want them to be trained too. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, so last question I have for you guys before we hop off of the podcast here is what's the social media for the fitness junction? Where can our listeners go to find you? 
Good question. Um, we have two businesses. You might see that I'm wearing JM Training here. JM Training is the personal training company uh, that we, I set up in the UK and then we created in here in Canada. The Fitness Junction is the walls and where like our community come together, like-minded fitness pros come and can like share and grow together. Um, so it's the Fitness, Jun it's fitness Junction Guelph. Yeah, Fitness Junction Guelph yeah. and then JM Training as well. Yeah. And there are handles. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here today. Like I said earlier, I think it's, you know, a really big deal. You take an hour out of your day to, to give back to the industry a little bit. And I appreciate you for that. Um, and listeners, thank you guys for tuning in as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Frank and Joe Floria from Flow Fitness out of Lynbrook, New York. What's going on, you guys? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good, man. Thanks for having us. I'm good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, excited to have both of you guys on. And you guys are cousins as well. So that's really cool um, that you guys are in business together. So I appreciate both of you taking time out of your schedule. I know we're talking from different locations here. Um, but yeah, so tell me a little bit about how you got started. What is it that made both of you want to start with your own fitness facility? Okay, so um, I'll start off. So during the, the pandemic, um, I started to take initiative. I, I, I came from a background of doing this, um, geez, uh, since I would say like 2008, maybe. Yeah. Um, been to fitness my whole life and uh, I always had, you know, of course, I always wanted to uh, open up a gym that was always a dream of mine, um, dream of Joe's too. He's the second location. So, uh, he jumped on board with me. Um, so I already had pretty huge following and client base and during the pandemic, you know, everybody was kind of going stir crazy. So it started off as just like, a, you know, a little, I didn't know obviously how long the shutdown was going to be. Um, so it just started off as just, you know, a thing to kind of get people moving again and, and stay healthy. So I started, you know, one-on-one -on -one training in people's houses again. And, you know, I was wearing the mask and then I started doing outdoor group classes and that started 
gaining a big following. And I started doing that in uh, high school parks. Um, I did it at a, a, a Long Island park over here in Eisenhower Park. I did that a couple of times and it's just started to grow. Um, and it was people I worked with. And then it was also new people that I haven't worked with yet. So I was gaining an even bigger following. So that lasted through most of the pandemic. And then I, we wanted, I wanted to open up a gym. And, I, and me and my cousin were kind of just talking about it. It's like, it's perfect opportunity. Um, you know, it was a lot of unpredictabilities with the pandemic itself, with where were there going to be more shutdowns. But I just felt like if I was going to take this risk, it out of time. So, yeah. you know, we went for it and um, we decided to open up and we ended up opening it up in uh, uh, July 30th of 2021. And we had a pretty, pretty good start with member base. Um, most of the people that I was working with outside jumped in. So we had a good start. Cool. And then from there, we just you know, started grow. So, cool, cool. so year one, you guys decided, decided to jump into this together, Joe. So you had a facility prior to this, correct? Yeah. So I still have it. Um, I'm in Manhasset. Um, it's a CrossFit gym. It's CrossFit nine, seven in Manhasset. Um, so we're actually on year 10 this month. Um, so we, we've been around for a while. Um, I did, well, Frank was with me basically through this. We went through the COVID pandemic from operating a business to being shut down. Um, and that was definitely very stressful and scary because, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, we did everything we could in our powers to keep people engaged. Um, you know, we tried to open up a few times and, you know, you know, we got kind of shut down, not in a bad way, but, you know, we were told that we couldn't be doing what we wanted to be doing. And from um, your, apologies, I don't go from your own per- perspective here. I know you have two facilities that, that you're running yes. in the New York area. How's the numbers, how's everything been moving forward for you? At least do you see it trending in the right direction? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and me and Frank kind of spoke upon this recently, like, um, everybody says January is the way the best month for, for fitness. When, uh, I, I'd honestly, kind of disagree. Um, I'd say springtime is, is ideal. Um, we've past few months, both locations have gotten a, a nice little spike in prospects or, um, or even members. Um, and I think that's due to the nice weather, to be honest with you, you know, where, you know, you're in Cali, you got weather or you were in Cali, you ah. get weather that's nice all the time. Um, right. You know, we, we don't always have that. So when it when that sun comes out and both locations have uh, nice big garage doors, like loading dock style doors. So we open those doors. It gives us a little more attention, um, but definitely in the right direction. Um, still, you know, to be honest, still still recovering from the pandemic. Um, but we are in the right direction and we survived it because unfortunately I have other friends that didn't. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, unfortunately, uh, the actual statistic is that, you know, over a third of fitness facilities went out of business from the pandemic. Um, so, you know, the fact that you guys not only have one that you started and then Joe, you have another that, that, you know, you made it through the pandemic, something to be proud about something worth talking about on its own. Um, but yeah, definitely. So, so flow fitness here, what type of, I know the goal 
is to get to around that 120 members mark eventually. Um, what type of things are you guys actively doing right now to at least aid that growth process? Um, so right now we're, we're going with uh, trying to target uh, the students that are home for college. Um, usually you get a nice amount of them that are already active at school and, you know, come home and need somewhere to work out. Um, so both of our locations do promote that, uh, at least come May, June, we do promote that a lot. Um, honestly, like the word of mouth from having the parents as members, they kind of push and pull their um, kids in here. So that's always helpful. Um, we do the marketing on Facebook and stuff like that, but uh, it's honestly the, the most reliable is, is the word of mouth. So by us providing a very high end product that we're passionate about seems to be the best, at least in regards to um, retention of the members, because, you know, if they're coming from a referral that they already, you know, have a relationship with, whether it's a friend, a family member or something like that, you know, the, the person who's referred is going to be a little more attentive to what it is that we do and may already mentally feel like they're going to be part of what we're offering. And I agree. I, I feel like some people do have um, almost like a negative connotation towards word of mouth. And, and the point is that it, it really does show proof of product, proof of value, and, and it helps you build that stable number of members there, especially within that first couple of years of, of starting the gym. Um, from looking at, you know, word of mouth, how many leads would you guys say that you get in like a giving week or month basis, at least people who are either interested walking in through the door or so forth? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll start it. Um, so we do get uh, a decent amount of word of mouth referrals. You know, we, we do get people into the free trial classes pretty frequent um, at Flow Fitness and Frank, where Frank's at right now. They definitely get a little bit more traffic due to the location so he's on sunrise highway which is if you're familiar with it or if you're not it's a very very busy street um yeah. in long island so it's constant traffic during rush hour it's backed up you know cars are moving slowly and it's all visible to see our location um my location over here in manhasset although it is on a busy street it's we converted a, a mechanic shop into a a gym a crossfit gym um so it's a little off the main street you could say um but we still do get the free trial classes um i don't know on average you know probably five to ten new people monthly at least inquire yeah about yeah. what we're doing yeah are you guys able to, to track at least where they're coming from um so so when uh, and if frank wants to take this after I start it. Um, once they do walk in or if they are online, um, myself or Frank, depending on the location, we'll reach out to them. Then when they come in, we also have them fill a waiver out. And one of the main questions, like a, you know, a questionnaire, the main thing is how you, how did you hear about us? So we kind of take that route. And, and honestly, a lot of them are again, referrals or drive-bys. Yeah. Um, so people are seeing it that way. Um, not to say, you know, putting a marketing campaign online, is it going to do it? But the style of gyms that we have aren't like the Equinox or Lifetime Fitness type of things, like these big, huge gyms. So we're doing something a little bit different. That's why we, you know, the word of mouth, we're creating a relationship. Yeah. And Frank, you want to take that with how yeah, you're no, I, I was just you off of that. Yeah, the word of mouth is definitely by far the most. Um, 
definitely uh, members that are, we already have bringing their friends, family in. Uh, we are in that main road, so we do get a lot of foot traffic in. Uh, so we do get people coming in, signing up for free classes. Um, we do get social media, um, like social media traction as well. So people do uh, hear about us. Um, I have, I'm always on there in case somebody messages us. So we do get a lot of uh, messages on social media. So I usually get them set up into a, uh, their free class as well. So I would say those three are definitely the most popular. Yeah. 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 And, and when you look at, are you guys also uh, mentioned that you've done some type of digital marketing as well? What does that look like? Have you done paid ads like, like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, or more so Google ads? So um, with, since I've been on this side a little bit longer than Frank, um, I've tested a few. I've done direct mailers. Those are kind of, you know, at this point, they're outdated. Um, yeah, yeah. The social media is where it's at. Um, so we did, we ran that. When did we run that, Frank? For New Year's, I think we ran. ran yeah, one. we ran we a, got a special couple people for in. New Year's. Yeah. Um, where it was, that was a really good one. We got a lot of, um, we retained a lot of uh, uh, members that uh, took this promotion. Was um, It was a 99 deal. Um for 12 classes for the month their first month um and that was a new year's special and you know mostly people from the new year's resolution they come in they dabble a little bit sometimes they fall off but we it was good because they came in they had a good amount of sessions and um we were able to retain most of those members um but yeah we we boosted that on social media and it reached a lot of people Awesome. Now, now, when you guys run these, these campaigns, um, do you run them in the actual Facebook business manager or are you more so boosting posts to, to your area? So when we initially posted, we've done it both ways. So, you know, sometimes, you know, they kind of alert you and they're like, oh, this post has been getting more traction. Would you like to boost it? So, you know, I've done it that route. Um, but the one that Frank is talking to particularly, we set up on the back end, completely targeted the area, targeted specific age group. Um, and, you know, like anything else, you put in the extra work, you'll see a better reward. Um, it paid off. So, you know, we, we put in a little more time and a little more information and uh, we definitely got a better result. In-house as well, correct? So you guys ran the ads and did it yourself? Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, yeah. I actually went to school for marketing. So okay. when I do something like that, I like to tell myself my uh, degree paid off, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So um, did it take a while for you, especially Joe, to learn what type of offers to run on ads? Cause that's like the big yeah. thing, right? Is like, Absolutely. Hey, how do we get these people to click? So you need a good offer. Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of trial and error, a lot of, um, I took a lot of webinars of, to learn how to do this. Um, you know, obviously there's still plenty to learn, but seeing some retention and some traction makes me feel like we're going in the right direction, you know, because, you know, coming from that background with the marketing, like, I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, dumping in a couple thousand dollars and, you know, you get nothing right. in return. You know, I like, you like to see some type of return. So, you know, I, I try to learn what I can and, you know, put that forth in, our twist on it you know kind of thing but the facebook ads i definitely think is valuable because right. everybody's on it you know nobody's looking at their mail anymore they might not even be looking at their emails you know 
Yeah, very true. I, I very rarely check my emails, I, I could say for myself. Um, but but no, Facebook is definitely where it's at. Do you, do you guys think um, in the near future at all that are in general here, just at least to hit that 120 member mark, or do you plan on doing any type of digital marketing again? Or do you think it's trending in the right direction with what you're actively doing now? I lost you at the very beginning of that question. Sorry. No, you're good. I was saying based off, you know, at least wanting to get to your guys's 120 member mark goal. Um, do you think you'll be trying to do any type of paid ads, Facebook ads again, or are you going to roll with, you know, the way that, that, that you're doing it now? Perfect timing for that question. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Frank have been uh, plotting our next uh, campaign, we could say for our uh, summer. Um, Frank, if you want to take that, because it was definitely your idea, and I think it's a great one. Yeah, so we're going to do, uh, we're going to promote the summer uh, student special. We want to get that out there a little bit more um, to bring some of the students in, which is a great deal. Uh, over here, we're running, it's uh, unlimited, $2.99 for the whole summer, um, from whenever they starts um but one of my one of the deal that i'm looking forward to and i think is going to definitely bring a lot of members in is um and this is based off of what i saw from our first promotion in january um most of the people who actually use the membership stuck stuck but then i had you know somebody who just saw a hundred dollar deal that's awesome they came once that had that with yeah. maybe a handful of people so and I tried to get them back in, but it, it, it was just a struggle for them. So that came up to my new concept. Um, we're in our, we're going to be reaching our year mark. So for our year anniversary, I'm going to do a promotion deal where they'll get, they'll get the unlimited membership. Um, it's going to be basically a buy one, get one free okay. um, kind of deal, but they have to kind of earn that free month. So it, they'll get the unlimited membership and then they have they have the potential to get the free month the following month if they attend 12 classes for the month, which comes out to about coming, you know, attending about three times a week. Okay. So okay. that way they're getting our product. That's what we, that's what I want the most. I want them to have, you know, take on the workouts, see how they're progressing, how they're feeling. Um, in my opinion, the results speak for themselves. That's usually when get people, uh, get addicted to the workouts here because it's very results driven okay, and so they can get the free month. And then after that free month, then I'm assuming they're going to stay for more. <laughs> yes, sir. So Frank, what does it really look like? Let's say it's myself, right? And, and I see maybe an ad or hear about you from a friend or family and I walk into the gym. What's really the process to turning me into a paid member here? Um, I guess trying the product out, you know, getting them, uh, you, if somebody walks in and to get them in, I'm going to have them get into a free class. I'm not going to let them walk out of the door until I get them into a free class. I'm going to take them, I'm going to make them feel comfortable, of course. I don't want them to think that I'm just trying to sell them on some kind of membership. I don't make it salesy, you know, I make it that it, I'm here for fitness, you know, that's fine. That's what my, um, my drive is, right. I want to change people's lives. So, I'm going to get, I'm going to find out more about them. I'm going to find out their goals. I'm going to find out, um, you know, 
just more about them, you know, outside of their goals, just who they are, you know, like, you know, get, you know, get a little bit more personal information from them. I'll take them around the gym and kind of go over uh, some, some of the things that we do here. Um, and then I'll get them into that free class because, you know, most of the things they want to do is just know the price, right? They're just like, how much are your rates? Uh, you know, before I start answering those questions, I'd be like, you know, how's it going? <laughs> and then I'll find out why they're in the door in the first place and then go from there so that, you know, as soon as they hear a price, sometimes they're like, oh, I'm out, you know, but they gotta, they gotta know what they're buying. Right. So yeah. there's a reason, you know, it's, it, it's uh, drives results. So they have to actually come into the door. They have to try the workout out and see what it's about. Of course, one workout is great, but that's where my idea came from. If they're trying, I, I like them to try more than one workout so they could actually see, you know, the variety of workouts, the way their body's responding to it. Um, and, I, and usually in fitness, you start seeing those results, you get addicted. I agree. And it's important to, to know or ask those personal questions when someone walks in, right? Because everyone has a different reason why they're walking into your gym. And that's something that, you know, I'm sure, especially in New York, you could you could throw a rock and hit another gym nearby, right? So so all these big box facilities, they their main tactic is to price gouge and shovel as many people as they can in through the doors. And, and that's really how you make yourself stands out. It stand out is by you know, really caring about your members, about their goals, um, you know, giving them a roadmap to how they how to get there. I always tell people that that as part of the fitness industry, we don't necessarily sell fitness. We more so sell results, a lifestyle, you know, a roadmap to, to reach your goals. Um, no, but cool, cool. So, so let's see here. This is a good question for both of you um, that I always like to ask, but, but let's say you guys had like a magic wand here, right? A magic business wand. You could make flow fitness in the perfect position that you guys want it. What would that really look like to you? um we would definitely have expanded into um multiple locations um we just um right now it's still in the process but it's almost done um trademarking the name we definitely want to branch out make this a big thing um you know I, I think that this concept that we have with the way the workouts are it really combines a lot of elements and it's like kind of like your all in one kind of um, fitness gym slash studio with class-based stuff um, and with the personal training um, that it's just, you don't need, you know, it's not like your supplemental workout where you have this boutique, that boutique, this big box gym to go to. You don't really need any other location, but flow fitness. And I think it's a, it's a brand. I think it's going to become a huge brand. Um, and, and it works. And, and in this first year, it's been proven. So um, the big picture, Magic Wand, we have like uh, locations. locations, like <laughs> 10 plus at least. <laughs> um, we're branched out outside of New York too, maybe into sunny Florida. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Joe, what's it look like to you here? Um, I know you have both multiple gyms here. Are, are you focused on running both of them at the same time? Is one more of a focus than the other? 
Well, um, the CrossFit location is, I'm kind of, my presence here is equivalent to how Frank is at Flow. Yeah. Um, we're kind of the face of our gyms. Um, I do go to Flow and I run the back end and the business side, but you know, at the end of the day, Frank is the face of that location. Um, and I am the face of my location here. Um, but I, me and Frank, we're on the same page and we do know our goal. Um, regards to the CrossFit, the CrossFit is a beautiful thing, but it, it, it's not, it's, it's, it's like my brand, but it's not my brand type of thing. Right. You know, walking in here, yes, our gym is definitely different than all other CrossFits and each one of those stand alone. Um, but Flow Fitness being something that me and Frank kind of created from our years of being in the fitness industry and training all different styles of training and seeing how people react. And on top of that, the Flow Fitness being our name, literally, um, we want and I want to grow that. And I agree with everything that Frank said. Um, big picture, definitely multiple locations, potential franchising. Um, and I think that that gym and the style of that gym has the potential to grow well beyond what I currently have at CrossFit um, because it's a little bit less intimidating and welcoming to the everyday person. Right. You know, if, right. if anybody listening or yourself knows you walk into a CrossFit gym and you don't know anything about it, you see people slamming weights, they're dropping weights overhead you, and you don't understand what it is. It could be intimidating. Don't get me wrong. Um, so we kind of tone it down a little from that, but then stepped it up a notch from other boutique gyms and created our own thing. Um, and like Frank said, it seems to be working out great. And uh, I don't see anything that could stop us because, you know, our mind is set. Awesome. Awesome. So flow fitness here. I know the goal is to hit that 120 member mark. Um, what are some of the bottlenecks, if any, that you guys have faced within this first year of opening your facility? Um, I would say the, the build out in the beginning took a while. Um, yeah. that, that was definitely our, uh, like right off the bat, that kind of set us back a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of financing and time. Um, so that was a little hurdle to bounce back from right off the bat. Um, but lucky enough, uh, I was, you know, once the gym finally started up and I started bring, reeling back the people I was working with, um, then we kind of bounced back from it. So that was, that was one thing that I could say. Joe's probably got something else. Um, well, I mean, I, in agreeing, I agree with you on that. Cause you know, the build out, you can take a month could take three months and you know down the road you know you're going to have to start paying rent and everything and everything's going to kick in so that was definitely a major hurdle right off the bat um besides that i mean it was kind of smooth from my last experiences um so i i started in a very small location first so i moved my gym from my first location to my current location and then I opened Flow Fitness with, with Frank. So over those three times of opening a location, yeah. you know, I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from my mistakes. And I'm talking about financial mistakes as well. Um, so I definitely spent some money I didn't need to be spending because of errors I made. So, you know, the third time around doing it, I was able to do it a lot smoother. Um, so it was a lot easier to get that 
quick, quick from signing the lease to opening, at least in regards to everything that's in our control. Because the contracting and the build out, we had no control over, but the steps needed to get to, you know, signing the lease and turning the key on day one was a little bit smoother, at least in, in my head. And that's due to my experience from what I learned in the past, you know, so I didn't have anybody really to talk to at that point when I was first starting. So it was kind of just trial and error um, and pl plenty of errors. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this time around, there wasn't as many. Um, and, you know, it allowed Frank to, to put his vision forward and, and bring his people in because he, he did have a good following. And the last thing you want to do is take too long and, you know, they go somewhere else. Yeah, it was really tutoring. Like there, there was, you know, I had quite a few people um, that were like, you know, when are you opening? When are you opening? Are you ever opening? You know, that's, that was, that was the main hurdle. I mean, like Joe said, um, after that, yeah, because of his experience, thankfully, um, we really didn't hit anything that was anything like that, that first hurdle. Like we didn't really come across. It was kind of smooth sailing. Well, that's good. I'm happy for you guys within your first year here. And, and we know what you want for your business now, right? For both of you, especially for Flow, Flow Fitness, having both of your guys' name within the title and caring about your members and them changing their lives, reaching their goals here. But what is it that, that both of you guys want from the business, right? What do you want the business to give back to you at the end of the day? What's like the big picture for you here? We want to, well, we already do, but we want to wake up every day and not feel like we're working. Yeah. Yeah. And of course have time for our families yeah. and soon to be Frank, his kid, you know, there's a lot of other factors, but we know a lot of work has to be done. We know we're ready to do it. Um, but being able to wake up and not ever have the thought of, Oh shit, I have to go to work today. That's worth a million dollars. Yeah, I previously had that actually. And um, it was, you know, it was a fitness job. I'm not going to go into too many details uh, and name names, that's for sure. Um, but it was, I was working for somebody else and I was working long hours as I do now, um, just for somebody else that was definitely uh, not treating me so well. So this makes my, my life a lot better uh quality of life is 10 times better i'm a lot more happier um and as joe said i'll have you know my future child on the way so um i'm happy that i'll be able to you know be in my child's life as opposed to what it could have been um yeah and you know on top of that i love coming in here you know seeing every single member coming in here smiling like it's it's a family atmosphere. It really is. And like you said, it's not like that kind of factory style grinding out, you know, you know, cheaper uh, quality membership and getting, you know, filling up like 30, you know, the, to 50 people in maybe a one class or, you know, filling up the big box gym. It's a family atmosphere. Everybody is on a first name basis here. Right. And if you're not, you're new, you end up getting, you know, you end up developing that. You know, we're very welcoming here um, and it's just it's a great atmosphere. I love it. I love it. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode, you guys. But before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to 
your Instagram, Facebook, website, uh, just so the listeners could, you know, find some more info on you and your gym. Oh, uh, if I could add one more thing, or is that it? <laughs> no, go for it. Go for it. We actually did just uh, in our first year, we won the Long Island Choice Awards um, for best gym on Long Island, which was actually pretty big. We were up in the ranks with uh, a lot of locations. Orange Theory was a big name that was in there. And um, we won our first year. That was very shocking. And um, it shows that, you know, once again, our product's working and the members are loving the workouts that they, uh, you know, took the time to vote us in for that uh, award, which first year, that was awesome. But that's a good first achievement and just gives us a little uh, um, idea of what we're looking forward to in the future. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Anything else? Shout outs, any website shout outs, uh, Facebook shout outs, Instagram shout outs. Uh, Frank, take care of the flow and I'll do mine. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> um, fitness, uh, our Instagram is at flow. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me just pull it up. Yep. Flow underscore fitness. That's Instagram. And Facebook is just flow fitness. Let me just check. Yeah, it's it. Yep. That's it. And then, uh, my location here in Manhasset, the Instagram tag is C F N I N E and then numeral seven. So CrossFit nine, seven. And the, insta- uh, the website is exactly as I just put it, CrossFit spelt out, N-I-N-E numeral seven dot com. Um, our personal pages are all linked to that. If you guys want to follow us on there, um, always open to chatting to anybody in the fitness industry about anything and uh, seeing how other people run stuff. It helps us. And uh, thank you for having us. Yes, sir. I appreciate both of you guys. Frank and Joe Floria from Flow Fitness out of Limbrook, New York. You guys, make sure you check them out. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.